Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, along with my amazing friends, go through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, and Sarah Pacelli's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. We are doing volume two entitled Learning Curve. Uh, let me see here. Issues eight through eight. 13. Yeah. And unfortunately, I am feeling a little, a little blue this week because we are missing one of our intrepid heroes. I am thankfully joined by the spectacular Jacob Brown. Face front, true believers. However... Over the last week, uh, Malcolm, and this is true, uh, went on a trip with the rest of the uh, employees at Heroes and Villains in Tucson. Go check that out if you live there. It's an incredible shop. Uh, to a new bioengineering plant that was just outside of Tucson. The Biodome, um, right? The yeah, bio the Biodome. The third, yeah. The Biodome, yeah. Yeah. The third. <laughs> The, the third, third bio biodome at this the, point. Yeah, the, yeah they first. Um, and unfortunately, while he was there, he happened to get bitten by some kind of spider. We're not sure if he was radioactive or what had been done to it, but unfortunately, Malcolm is uh, indisposed at the moment. He has been uh, recuperating and recovering from his spider bite and will be joining us hopefully next week. But. Yeah. He did say if he was feeling well enough that he might give us a call in a little bit to let us know what he thought of the volume. But you know what? We will press on without him, uh, and hopefully we will all, <laughs> we'll all be able to convene back with volume three. But let's Ooh. dive into volume two. Yeah. So uh. we kick things off with issue number eight, and right away, let me tell you, I knew I was going to like this volume because... We get the shocker. Yeah. We get the shocker. He Let's... is a top five villain for me when it comes to Spider-Man Rose. Top five? Top five, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the like, shocker, baby. Not even... It's not, wow, I would have thought like the Sinister Six were like the top six. Nah, like, it's all about too. the fearsome five for this guy. <laughs> and let me just... A quick PSA for everyone who has taken the time... Uh, to personally reach out to me and tell me how much of a, uh, to use their words, fuckhead, I was for not <laughs> enjoying the first volume of, of Ultimate Spider-Man. Really? I hear you. I have gotten dragged through the mud, rightfully so, <laughs> for not so enjoying mean. the first volume. That's but I true. will let you know, dear listener, I... Really enjoyed this volume. <laughs> really enjoyed volume it's two. Very impressive. And I knew I was going to because again, it's the shocker, baby. Yeah. yeah we yeah. get the shocker in probably the most early two thousands redesign so right? far. Like the jacket and the glasses. Yeah. Like all... he's he's definitely wearing Oakleys with like an <laughs> yes. all leather ensemble. Exactly. Yeah. Like his him and then even his hair is silver that's kind yes. of funny to me you know like yes absolutely <laughs> this is matrix wannabe shocker exactly uh, <laughs> and like it's this and then bowl cut overalls flash thompson from last volume yeah this is my <laughs> if we're gonna do it this is my fashion icon of the week fashion right. icon from last week was flash thompson flashion icon of the week for this flash volume I is 
the shocker. Excellent, <laughs> excellent wear, sir. So he is, of course, dispatched by Spider-Man, who I I don't want to uh, continue to bring this up, but is using green webs. People green told webs, me it was yeah. a trick of the eye last week, but his webs are definitely green, which makes it, them just look and look and feel gross to me. It, yeah, it looks a little look a little ecto ecto slimery kind of yeah you know uh, it it, it kind of has that twinge I, I don't really think it's that bad it, it still seems gray to me yeah like once in a while it, it, it they they are white or gray or whatever you want to call mm. it like that is webs are from like far away shots but yeah like from the close-ups when you like really like see him like do his little spidey pose and like the thwip thwips yeah they come off a little like weirdly and, like and it's possible because and it's possible because I'm I'm reading this listener from the uh, the Comicsology uh, volumes where I believe Jacob you're reading from the original no the original text no I'm 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 from Comicsology as well okay cool so so we're so, I totally yeah, feel just, what you're saying it's, here it's yeah. green it but anyway color theory aside um, <laughs> Spider Man is able to dispatch the Shocker and then immediately he turns to the guys like hey we're cool and they're like. Just take what you want, man. Just take what you want. I, I don't want, we don't want any trouble. So this still is an early days Spider-Man still feeling really? things out. People don't know quite what to think of him. He definitely has the uh, David Tennant 10th, 10th Doctor like reaction, which is like, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so and, like, don't take even, the money. Take the money. What? And an even more David Tennant Doctor response when he just runs away. Exactly. <laughs> So back at high school, we get to see uh, previous fashion icon holder uh, Flash Thompson wearing a sweater vest on oh. top of a what looks like just a really baggy T-shirt. Yeah, like the fashion in the early two thousands was a wonderful time. It really a was. wonderful time. Well, we'll say that sure, but it's, it was a time. Let's it just, was a time. It was a time. It? Yeah, it was. So this is uh, also pre nine eleven. So this is like things are really nice right now <laughs> fair so peter overhears some of his classmates talking about how the daily bugle the biggest newspaper in new york is looking for pictures of spider-man and they will pay top dollar for those pictures so oh yeah peter gets an idea and starts to take some peter parker exclusive spider-man pictures and when he arrives to uh, the Daily Bugle, he is wearing this incredible, just lilac, pink, purple uh, shirt with a bright blue tie. Like I'm saying here, man. Oh, oh my God. The early yeah. 2000s fashion is incredible. Uh, he walks into the bullpen, sees just reporters of all walks of life as he goes to meet with uh robbie robertson and j jonah jameson he shows off the pictures because they are they're wanting some spider-man pictures yeah and this felt very uh very much like a scene from the first spider-man where jonah's like crap crap right what's jakey's with a disposable camera crap <laughs> Like, <laughs> like it, I feel like they kind of ripped it off, didn't? Yeah, they? Don't you kind of it would not surprise me whatsoever. Wouldn't surprise, yeah, that they actually did this. Uh, so it's so it's so interesting that uh, 
a lot of the blueprints for all of these movies are like from these comics, you know, they're like they're little snippets and stuff that you're just like, oh, hey, look at that. That's interesting. It's almost uh, like people should read comics if they like superhero movies. Nah, the, the movies are there for you not to read. You're right. Comics. You're right. It's too yeah. radical of an idea just yet. Yeah, exactly. It's... But their kids are going to love it. Yes. Um, so JJ finds a photo that he likes and he says that he basically says, all right, I will give you uh, give you some I'll give you 50 bucks. For, this, like a, for all of them and he's like, like 50 bucks yeah so at that exact moment betty brandt is struggling with this new fangled technology <laughs> check this out listener i'm just gonna read this real quick um she reads i'm the associate book editor i'm not a freaking web designer i can't get this freaking thing to work it freezes up on me every time i take a deep breath and i can't I can't forget it. Nope. J JJ says, but we paid for you to take that class. She says it was a one day class, Jonah. I the early, this took place in 2000, right? Yeah. And the idea that technology was that to you to build a website not only took classes, but also like that your employer paid people whose job it wasn't to work on web design to work on web design is incredible and it <laughs> this is one of those moments where i'm like comics really are time in a bottle sometimes oh yeah like this was a thing i remember taking like computer classes yeah and, typing classes exactly and um this is totally realistic in the sense like that they like they they didn't do shit for me i still can't yeah. type <laughs> I, I, I still, I still chicken peck like as hardcore as possible. Oh, same. Yeah. And, and th there's no way that I'm able to like finish any, I was never able to finish any uh, English project or anything like that in a, in a day. It took like a month because of just how my typing was just terrible. <laughs> uh, I would handwrite everything first and then put it on the computer because of the fact that I, it took too long for me to type anything. Yeah, sometimes that's what you got to do. And obviously, oh, yeah. Betty Brandt was in the same boat as both of us because she's having yeah. a rough time. Oh, absolutely. But Peter steps in. Can you and... please, can you read everything that he says here? Okay. Like, it's it's like my favorite, just all this this techno, this, this techno this, babble that this, even like decades on doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says, uh... <laughs> He says, uh, it looks like the script's in a recursive loop. And everyone looks at him and he says, a recursive loop. The line you changed is causing the script to call itself over and over again without a conditional <laughs> statement to allow the script to exit or stop calling itself. Now, the, none of the pages of the side are rendered because the results of the script are needed. But since the script is recursively calling itself, you'll never get results and the pages will never render. See? Technically, websites don't crash. Web servers <laughs> do. And the web server hasn't crashed yet. It will if or when this recursive loop maxes out the web server's CPU resources. All you need to do is add a conditional statement like this to the script uploaded over the older script. I don't have your Telnet password, just but just there. That made zero sense to me. I don't know about you, <laughs> listener. If you're a uh, if you're a full time web designer, 
hit us up at Geeksplain Pod or write in to geeksplain.gmail.com oh, and try please. and dumb this down for us. We want we want a we want a five point presentation of you just slowly explaining what Peter Parker just ex, just just explained right here, please. That would extra be points wonderful. if you if you explain it to us in a pink dress shirt with a blue tie. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and part your hair right in the middle. Right in the middle. Has to be Perfectly. right in the middle. Yeah. Um, but basically after this, Jonah's like, all right, you're hired. You come here after school and work on the, this Frakakta web site for us. <laughs> the, the, the slightly Jewish, uh, like, uh, euphemisms in, yeah. in, in, in all of, the, in all of this book, like yeah. Bendis is a mensch through and through and it come and it shows. <laughs> it's a mensch through and through. I just, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but so and i love this so he's uh so he offers him the job uh he's on to the next thing but peter's like uh i i gotta call home and ask if that's okay and so he calls aunt may <laughs> and aunt may talks to him and we have no idea what she says because oh, yeah. he just he goes uh-huh uh-huh well uh-huh uh-huh oh yes i certainly see uh-huh mm-hmm and he hangs up the phone and he looks at Peter. And he says, you ever do that to me again and I'll toss you out a window. <laughs> so obviously, Aunt May had some choice words yes. for for Jonah. And I'm sure I'm sure they were all just from a protective place. She just lost her husband. She doesn't want Peter to get wrapped up in anything that would put him in danger. So, yeah, no, I actually genuinely thought like whatever she said was just pretty much just like look we've been through a lot, a lot of family trauma and then this like uh and then now you're offering this job here yeah uh, just please look after my son but if anything fucking happens to my <laughs> child i will have your ass on a platter and i will serve it to every person in that building do you understand me mr jameson it's kind of kind in, of the incredibly violent aunt may is best aunt may oh always that's <laughs> i mean we got a little bit of that in like Far from home, you know, or uh, no way home, you know. That was That's actually true. amazing. Yeah, CMA hold their own. It was fantastic. So this is uh, like, I, and then we yeah. transition into this really interesting uh, dream sequence where the coloring just becomes something else, man. Yeah, this is the art, uh, the cover artist, right? The, I believe did so because it looks just like the cover art. That when it yeah, comes to all the exactly. Um, but yeah, a really just heartbreaking dream sequence where he watches uncle ben get shot again again and he wakes up screaming and he him and aunt may just have this moment together where they're yeah. just grieving and it's yeah. i'm glad that there are moments where people get to or where where we get to see them grieving because this was a huge moment and you know you spend six seven issues building up to this moment then you know you gotta make sure that that still has weight going forward and i'm glad that they included it but apparently this dream sequence has uh shaken peter because the next day it's all he can think about he we call back to him uh going through the guy's wallet when he uh fought uncle ben's supposed killer in the warehouse he took his id and he starts looking him up right and just this custom search just the the web pages the early 2000s web pages <laughs> you could yeah. just 
you could find anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was really interesting. Yeah. And so he he Googles the guy, Googles his he Googles his phone number, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't remember ever having my phone number on my on my driver's license. The, the, yeah. But apparently in New York in 2000, they did. So is it his phone number? It could also be like his like uh, like driver's license number or something. I mean, it's the most identifiable like number that you can possibly do, which is five 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 four 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 three three three. So like, who knows? Who knows what what that is? You know. <laughs> so basically, um, Peter starts you know looking up stuff, starts finding different things about you know a spot called the Cage. Uh, some people who have been seen with (laughs) (laughs) some people who've been seen with him and he starts tracing all of the all of these uh, instances all of these reports to one man Wilson Fisk the kingpin has entered the arena and Peter is going to track this lead down i think it's also interesting that um the daily daily bugle won't go after him because he bought stocks in the company yeah and so he's he's a partial owner so it's very very interesting to me yeah pretty much untouchable at this point very very uh very much like um what is it that first season of daredevil yeah yes very very much setting up that yeah for sure that is a great pull uh in Issue nine, the very next issue, we see the second reason that I knew this was going to be an incredible volume. And that's because we're introduced into another position on my top five Spidey villains, the Enforcers. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Ox, we got Fancy Dan, we got Montana. They are all here and oh boy, oh boy. Oh, it's just nice to see them. Oh man, like, um, and also like, we uh, did we mention that like the, the reason why like these pop up is because um, they were also uh, they're connected to Uncle Ben's killer. Apparently, yes. the he worked for them at a certain point at one time through the through the kingpin. Uh, so yeah, the what what an amazing pull to like bring these three characters out from like, you know, from the, from the original first 38 yes. issues, you know, like, this is so good. Uh, the I love, should I love be fancy Dan well. talking. It's just like, you know about that uh, burger joint that's like uh, around the corner here. And it's like, yeah, we should probably hit that up. <laughs> like, why? It's like, why do you want to do that? And it's like, well, it, yeah, it's nothing. It's just, just sick of looking at it all the time. It's like, what, what do you mean? It's like, what? Why do you? Why do you do that? It's like nothing. It's like, come on. There's something there. It's like, well, I just, I applied there when I was a kid years ago, and I never heard back, and it just, just irritated me. When was this? It's like this is back when I was in high school, and they just look at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, the place irritates me every time I look at it. It's like you're not over it. Oh, I'm over it. Oh yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm totally over it. It's just an ox is just like you're a wacky little dude you know <laughs> i love the enforcers there should be an ongoing enforcers comic right now there sh- they should be featured in the mcu they yeah. should be everywhere the enforcers <laughs> fucking rule so the enforcers are going 
into this warehouse. Apparently, they're just out for a smoke break. And they mention the kingpin. They talk about how they've never met him. Um, Ox is convinced that he could take him. And everyone, and both Montana and Fancy Dan are like, dude, no. I don't care how big you are. There's no way. So <laughs> they go inside. Uh, and Spidey is there to go after them and just gets into a fight with the enforcers, man. And immediately Ox is throwing punches. Fancy Dan goes for his gun and Montana has the Indiana Jones whip. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. It's, it's it's nice that Fancy Dan has guns, actually, because, you know, like he, he was just a master of karate and uh, originally. So, like, you know, it was it's very it's very cool to like to see him like give him something more like like that he actually has guns you know well it's a threat it, it, it's a classic D problem you know you can only have melee damage you got to figure out a way to lengthen the field you got to figure out a way to get some range damage there it, it's tough when you have three fighters you know going after one like you Don't know we shadow know monk it. Shadow Don't we monk. know it? Yeah, I think we've we only do. got three DPS characters trying to accomplish <laughs> a combat encounter with someone that they are woefully unequipped to battle. Exactly. So, Benny <laughs> Nave shout out. Um, yeah. Spider Man is able to subdue all of them as well as come face to face with their boss, Mr. Big. Oh, see, this was for me. This it's the big man. It's the big it's the big man. Like, oh my god. I love the big man. Like uh is so is one of my favorite like crime bosses in like Spider-Man that's ever come across here. Like yep. holy shit. And the um, big man basically No, no, go ahead. No, all I, I was gonna say is like I kind of thought it was somebody else for a split second, and then like the way he was talking, I was just like, Oh wait, this is is this the big man? Is this that's our boy Foswell. That's it's got to be him. It's Frederick Foswell, isn't it? It's got to be him, man. So the big man basically gives Spidey the info that he needs that uh, Kingpin is throwing a party on Friday and that uh, maybe he should pay him a visit because he yeah. might be vulnerable. It was very interesting him just like laying out all this information to this complete stranger and just like, like at the end of it, he's like, why are you why like spider-man's like why are you telling me this and it's like well just because uh we have to work for him doesn't mean we have his best interests at art and it's just like oh yeah he's making a play yeah yeah he's, he's, he's making a play to be the big man for sure that's what it was at that moment two fbi agents bust in spidey escapes and sully leaves. and uh sully and uh david David, what's his face? You know, it's oh it's yeah, the ex- Scully and Mulder. Scully and Mulder. Sure. It, 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 it's totally them. If you look at them, the way they're designed, you're not wrong. The design is like, very is eerily similar. It's Scully and, and Scully and Mulder so much, pretty much. That and is like, funny. Yeah, that is the twenty. That's twenty years ago. Yeah, X Files was a big ass show. So yeah, I wouldn't be so, surprised if these two were based on them. Spidey escapes, runs off into the city. But unfortunately, with his green because webs. he was witnessed with his green webs. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, since he was witnessed there, the headline on the next Daily Bugle is Spider-Man Mob Menace. And so Spider-Man now has to deal with all of the 
shitty publicity that he's now getting from the uh, Daily Bugle alongside apparently some not so nice feelings from his peers. We see uh, Liz Allen is, has something, there's something wrong there. Yeah, She's got something against Spider-Man and we don't know exactly what's going on. Um, I'm very curious to see how they follow up on that. Yeah. Because I've never... You know, Spider-Man hasn't sent her dad to prison like in yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, she so. hasn't she hasn't like he hasn't like killed his dad or anything like that. Some some sort of personal connection that we don't know about. Yeah. So yeah. that that's definitely a thread to keep your eye on for sure. Um and Peter's able to uh meet up with MJ. They're talking about getting together, going on a maybe a date go into a movie and she mm-hmm. says let's go friday and peter says ah you know i can't i gotta work out the paper and she says okay can you do saturday it's like yeah dude let's do saturday so he's got a date he's got a date with mary well, well we don't know if it's a date it's just the, it's just them hanging out they're just gonna go see a movie that's mm-hmm. all yeah mm-hmm. it's all, it's, it's, we were all 15 at one point jacob yeah, come and, on, and just like just like I was when I was fifteen, I, I subtlety was not my biggest biggest thing. I could never catch that shit. So you had to be blunt as a brick wall in order to like get me to understand any subtle like flirting or whatever. <laughs> so I don't know what you mean. So this is they're clearly just going to go see a movie. There's nothing. There's no funny business here. There's yeah, no hanky totally. panky. Sure. So. <laughs> So next, uh, next page, a little, a little quick thing that I wanted to point out that I really like. Daily Bugle, established 1961. Yeah. Really yeah. just nice. Yeah, very And good. then right below that, yes. boys and girls, if yes. you don't recognize what J. Jonah Jameson is holding in his hand, You're that, my friends, <laughs> is a floppy disk. A floppy disk. Like, Way back shit. in the day, like, in the shit. far-flung past, <laughs> floppy disks were how we consumed everything. You got data, you got photos, you got literally any kind of information that can be transmitted from computer to computer you did so with a floppy disk floppy disk that was like the cd rom of like back in the day like even a cd rom was like really expensive like that was new cutting edge this was basically used in the like in the ease that we use like usb drives now yeah and to think about how far the technology has come since then in just 20 years is crazy to me it's crazy isn't it this this time you like what you said is like uh, comics do have like a like a time time bottle sometimes of the time of whenever they were printed or anything like that and this just poof this just took me back so hard of how many floppy disks i would lose from just like where which one has the that was another thing you couldn't keep track. He was like, which one no. has my project or what? What? That's, that's why, one? that's why you had to invest in a label maker. Yeah. Boys and girls. You had to label <laughs> that shit. They all look the same. And you had to make sure that label maker, you have to make sure that you put it on. Right. Because, mm-hmm. uh, because then the floppy disk wouldn't fit in the little like slot. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We're old. Good time. So we're, yeah. Thank you for joining us on this. Like, uh, millennial grumpy old man channels <laughs> listeners we, we want to thank you so much 
Later, we'll, we'll tell back. you about ether frolics and like what was it like to you know <laughs> dan- dance to like dance to the Charleston and all the good stuff back in the day because it was good times. <laughs> the bee's knees is what we called it. The bee's knees. So Peter has a uh, conversation <laughs> with uh, with JJ asking him to publish a more, as he calls it, well-rounded view on Spider-Man rather than just attacking him. And J. Jonah Jameson responds, people are sheep. They'll read what you give them. While smoking what I believe is probably supposed to be like a cigarette, but that is a fat cigarette. That's a blunt. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is the fattest cigarette I've ever seen. You Maybe think- it was a coloring issue and it was supposed to be a cigar, but it's colored like a cigarette. That shit is a blunt. Yeah, it, I think it was supposed to be a cigar and they just colored it as a cigarette because I've never seen Jonah smoke cigarettes. That I haven't either. Of, it's always been cigars. It's always been cigars. I, Except I, I, in this issue where he yeah. straight up just smoked the Mary Jane <laughs> right in front of Peter. He killed Mary Jane and like smoked her? That's no, 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 no. Well, maybe. I mean, the the character in the Ultimate Universe is Mary, so we don't know. Oh, yeah, that's very Um, true. Yeah. And I love the touch of him just walking away through this, like, smoke cloud and Peter looking at the sign that's just, no smoking, please. It's the law. (laughs) Remember when, not to to dip back into our old folks' home corner, um, remember (laughs) when there was, like, smoking sections and non-smoking sections in restaurants? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Fucking wild. It was very... Very weird. What was worse is like they had them in like fast food joints. And, yeah. and that kind of sucked because the whole place smelled like yep. smoke. It didn't Whether it didn't you matter. were in smoking or not smoking. Not smoking. It was just it all smelled like smoke. So it was like, fuck, that's that's just terrible. Oh, Speaking weird. of terrible, we flash over to the Kingpin's party on Friday night, and we are introduced to Wilson Fisk, the absolute hoss of a man um he is gigantic shit that is like that is michael clark duncan times 10 right up there yeah you know that that's that's if this is if vincent d'onofrio ate michael clark duncan (laughs) like that's the size you would need to get to this like it is incredible like good god he he reminds me of like that uh muppet he reminds me of the ghost of christmas past uh, present muppet from from muppet christmas gigantic the gigantic version of them where like five people had to operate him yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of so jim henson please make a kingpin puppet that would be actually fantastic to see (laughs) so it it would surely make uh daredevil and hawkeye very different shows um Spider-Man oh, yeah. <laughs> makes his Butterfly. way up the building, Butterfly breaks <laughs> into uh, Kingpin's office. But as he does, he ma- he gets into the office and he looks up and he sees a camera. And only in the moment that he sees the camera and realizes something might be wrong, then Kingpin comes out of the shadows with those giant ass hands God, ready so to scary. wrap him around his head. It is terrifying. So Legit scary. terrifying. So issue 10 opens up and Kingpin is about Kingpin has sprung the trap and he is just absolutely bodying the small child. (laughs) I feel bad 
this yeah. is he's just he's kicking the absolute hell out of him he crushes uh, his hand like crushes the, the, his hand his spider-man shooter, is, you know uh it's so spider-man is able to evade him momentarily but when kingpin's goons walk in the third goon reveals himself to be electro and there was a moment there was a moment in this comic where i thought maybe it had been like a like a print error because kingpin looks back at the three uh stooges that just walked in and he says electra take care of this i have guests and i'm like oh is that just like is that just a print issue and the bald-headed figure responds electro tro boss i told you i want to be called electro and it's like it's one of those like no dad i'm not marky anymore i'm mark dad (laughs) stop you're embarrassing me i i thought it was being a little forward thinking like saying like uh electra had uh like a a sex change in the sense like now she she is electro in that sense like like she's trying to be she's trying to be he yeah like a whole whole forward thinking like 20 years to uh, to, like you're you're giving way too much credit to a to a comic that was released in the early 2000s yeah i'm sorry i mean we had floppy disks and like floppy uh, disks and like all that other stuff like coming up i was just floppy disks and smoking sections yeah (laughs) like the good old days good old times so electro makes himself known starts zapping just everything in sight Uh, spider-man is dodging him and evading him for the most part but then he gets a direct hit onto spider-man takes him out and as soon as he's knocked down kingpin immediately goes pull off the mask and i as a longtime spider-man reader said to myself no because <laughs> every single time this happens he they go to take his mask off and he wakes up evades them or the mask gets pulled off and he dodges away in the darkness before anyone can you know see his face. A good look yeah but no peter parker is straight up unconscious so yeah. they pull his mask off and they see his face kingpin has seen peter parker's face i also like that you know this i i love when they pull off his mask in these situations because they just like they're just like oh he's just a dumb kid or it's like do you recognize him i'm like i have no idea who he is Yes, yeah. like, like, why are you this moment got off both of them, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and so Kingpin decides to keep the mask. He says, "Hey, creepy, uh, tell Mister Big his presence is required." And then they just go and chuck Spider-Man out a window, like S- Spider Pavement. Yeah. Just incredible. Yeah, no, no fucks give. They just no like fucks given. They are just going to kill this kid. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man wakes <laughs> up halfway through the fall, is able to somewhat catch himself, and then you get one of the best moments in yeah. any Spider-Man story I've ever seen. Yeah. Because he's falling down this skyscraper, and it was uh, shown earlier that the main party takes place probably around the you know the middle of the building with these giant gaudy skyscraper windows showing the outside, and Spider-Man is trying desperately to get a foothold to stick somewhere and he finally you know it's this this wonderful page where everyone's <laughs> like yeah, and join the party and all then these elite a, new yorkers like like 
all these business and like entrepreneurs are like chatty. And then all of a sudden you hear thump. And Spider-Man's just like slapped up against this window and you hear free. You see slides down the window and out of sight. Everyone just (laughs) watching this. And then they go back to what they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, um, it it really reminds me of the, the, uh, the, the Ghostbusters scene with uh, oh, yeah. Rick Moranis being chased by the dog. Yes. And he goes to the fancy, they go to the fancy restaurant and he's like pounding. He's like, let me in, let me in. And all these like rich people are just staring at him. And then he just goes, ah, and he's like, they don't see what takes him. And then they just continue eating. Uh, <laughs> like, like nothing's happened. It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's typical, typical. And it also, uh, it also reminded me of actually into the spider verse where, um, Oh yeah. Where Peter, Peter B. Parker's getting like dragged by the train. Uh, and Miles is basically riding his body through New York. Yeah. Peter goes through a snowman at one point and then they hit the side of a bus. And as like Peter's body is just being dragged, you just see Miles just like look at this kid who's watching them and he just like nods at him. And then they get pulled off. <laughs> just a very, just incredible moment and great framing and art on this by Bagley really really dope stuff very funny and then we cut immediately to the next to that night where Peter's walking home he's been defeated um it's so much pain like and he walks in and Aunt May's been waiting up for him and this was a heartbreaking conversation you know, Peter just kind of walks in and he's just like, are you mad at me? And she asks, do you like me, Peter? And I like my heart ripped in half. OK, because I remember being a kid. I remember being in high school and, you know, for one reason or another, I didn't want to be anywhere near my parents because I was, you know, I was growing up. I was doing things. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out mm-hmm. with friends. I was dating girls. I was you know, trying to figure out what my life is and coming back and looking at it from a, uh, from an adult perspective, um, it's incredibly sad and you can totally see where, where May is coming from in this position. Like she just lost her husband. Um, something that was more or less, you know, supposed to kind of unify them and bring them together. All of a sudden, Peter's spending more time out of the house. He's gotten a job. He's like not spending time with her. And yeah, those doubts would come up. Yeah. And she says, you know, you know, not as an aunt or as a person who's related to you, just as a person. You like me as a person. She says, you're never here. You obviously have other places you'd rather be, other things to preoccupy yourself with. And he says, you know, I know, but we're, like, we're both busy and stuff. And she says, you know, I mean, I know life sort of threw us together in this house. It's okay to say it, Peter. We're the only ones left now. This isn't the life either of us chose. This isn't the life either of us envisioned. Hmm. It's just the life we seem to find ourselves with. Oh, oh man. Fuck, man. And you know what? Honestly, you know, we talked about a lot of the parallels between, um, between this and the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man films. Yeah. And this kind of harkened back to that because in those films, that all, especially in the first film, it always kind of felt like Peter was closer to Ben than he was to May yeah. in the Andrew Garfield films. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And 
you know, that, that scene where, you know, he's just like, you know, go back to sleep. She's like, I can't sleep. And the two of them kind of have this, you know, come to Jesus moment, essentially. Uh, it was just, it's, it's heartbreaking. And this scene does such a good job yeah. of really like making this feel like a real relationship because in the comics, you know, early 616 uh, Stanley Ditko stuff, like yeah. Aunt May was window dressing. Aunt May was the person who made Peter breakfast yeah. and often had debilitating physical ailments. Exactly. Dying, you know, being on death's door every the, fifth. The issue. old bitty, you know, yes. that's, yeah, that's just like always took care of him and everything like that. And even it was more of like Peter just accepts like, oh, I'm, I'm with Aunt May now. So this is, it, this is just how it is. They just, they just grew to uh, the two of them. Them just like are accepted of the fact that yeah um uncle ben's gone but we have each other and that's it and we're just that's it you um i'm i'm your mom and like peter's like i'm i'm a kid now and that's pretty much yeah. that old school style this actually questions that of like um whether or not uh these two have spent how well do these two family members know each other yeah. you know like how for the fact that they've been with each other for years and years and years um, do they have any connectability now that the glue that hold them together is gone? Yeah. Uh, very kind interesting of so angle. Yeah, very much so. So after this heartbreaking scene, we get another heartbreak because Saturday morning, Peter gets a call on a landline Good from Mary Jane, who is, <laughs> you know, just super jazzed about them going to see the movie that night. And Peter... With their little pigtails and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. And Peter so asks for a rain check. He says, can we blow off tonight? It's like, I'm not really doing well. I'm just not, you know, he's like, can we, can we just make it another night? And Mary Jade is just like, yeah, whatever, bye. Like, because this is, again, like, I think yeah. the second or third time he's blown her off. And it's just like, I get it. I get it, Mary. I get it. So... Back like poor, with poor Mary, I would I would have given up at that point. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like I would have. I would just like you know what? It's like okay, it. I I I can take the head. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. back with Kingpin, he is showing his uh, his prize, his trophy, the Spider Man mask, to the big man, Mister Big, and the Enforcers, and he basically says, you know, it's. This is the mask of someone who tried to break into my office and start a fight with me. And the big man goes for it. He's just like, look, dude, fucking. You're soft. Yeah. You're more focused on your dinner party than like doing the work and you don't get your hands dirty anymore. And King everyone Pins. went silent. Yeah, that was the thing. Dude. It was just everyone just stared at like him and just like, holy shit, he's just calling him out right here. Also, um, I don't know if you noticed, but like in the background, there's some guy with red hair and glasses that's just, you know, that hasn't talked Couldn't in the be. background. I don't think so. There's no uh, way. I'm just saying that be good to like. It would be interesting, but I, to know, I don't think so. Good to know who that like that 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 guy's there. Let's it would say that guy's there. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. So Kingpin's basically saying like, "All right, cool." I was, uh, he says, "I was wondering if, I was wondering when and if you'd ever mustered the guts to do it." So uh, 
Montana, Ox, if you'd be so kind as to hold your underboss steady for me, please. And all of the enforcers just kind of look at each other like, like what? <laughs> and Kingpin says, you know, time to pick a side. And they grab him. They grab him. Wilson takes uh, Mr. Big's hat off, so puts cool. the Spider-Man mask onto him, and then just crushes this man's head. Yeah, like, oh my god. Oh, it's so amazing. Just brutal. Brutal. No car door required for this one. Like, None whatsoever, right? Just, he just crushes this guy's head in his bare hands. Yeah. And then it's said that the next day, the body of Frederick Foswell, better yes. known among organized crime circles as Mr. Big, was found dead floating in the East River. So they dumped him, and not only that, left the Spider-Man mask on. So now uh, people are wondering, was the Spider-Man, is he implicated? Did he kill this guy? Really great little... Uh, really great way to continue to further that uh that spider-man you know hero or menace story that's going on do you think it was also a message for spider-man sure yeah sure it was yeah that the the kingpin just like left that mask on just for the fact the fact that to leave a message uh yeah, it was very, very terrifying. Poor, poor Peter is like eating breakfast in his like socks and underwear or whatever in his pajamas, yeah. his makeshift pajamas as he's watching this new story going on. And he's just like, oh shit. No, no, this, I was wrong. Like the, them taking my mask wasn't the worst thing that could happen to a superhero. This, this is the worst thing that could happen to a superhero. Yeah, just ugh, absolutely rough. Um, Monday morning, we see kids back in class. Liz is still feeling kind of out of it. And it's interesting that the teacher is bringing up the Nixon tapes, bringing up uh, yeah. Richard Nixon as a figure. Because that angle on Kingpin, I've never, that connection I've never made before. But it's a really interesting uh, kind of rabbit hole to go down. Right, yeah. Like the, the It's always interesting how the, the, the class lessons are kind of also mirroring what ha- what is happening with peter parker's life yeah totally uh, agree. very much so it's very very that's the one thing i kind of like about this comic is just like his school life, even his school life is teaching him a lesson um yeah uh, when, when he when he doesn't even know it you know that's that's an excellent poll yeah so him and uh him and mary are passing notes and they kind of more or less reconcile again she's very forgiving for this kid yeah it's like like she she really must like she really does care for him though and she like, definitely does she, and you know what she doesn't want to ruin it's kind of like that bitterness of like yeah okay we're not going to be like uh a couple but i still want to be your friend at least you know like at least yeah. in one sense or another like i want to be connected to you in one sense or another that's what it is and so peter is listening you know half listening to the class and the teacher makes an excellent point where she says you know nixon was a paranoid man not without reason of course the man certainly had his enemies in the world but here lies the question doesn't it why would a man so paranoid about his enemies who was so involved with questionable dialogue and activity record his every move and peter makes the connection realizing remembering the camera in his office and he says because he thinks he's untouchable. 
And there we have a plan. So issue 11. Excellent hearing on the teacher, by the way, because she yeah. responds like, X, exactly. Very good, Peter. 10 points to Gryffindor. You know, Super hearing. Like, yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> 10 points to Gryffindor. Like, seriously. So this... issue 11 uh, starts up and Peter's doing the footwork. He is doing the work necessary to track down the type of camera that he used in his office. Um, and he's trying to figure out because he knows that there's a recording with his face on it and he is yeah. going to have to deal with that. Um, there's also this weird scene where this, I don't know if it was, it's like a social worker or somebody. It's the FBI agent that he met when, uh, the, they met in the enforcers in the, in no, the is it? Yeah. It's the same. It's the same person. It's the, it's, it's, I don't Mueller. think it's the same. I don't it's think it's agent Moeller. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Uh, it is her name was. or Scully or whatever. Well, it, but, uh, but but she no, she says that, she's Dr. Bradley. But she looks like the the agent that they met earlier. I don't know. But, you know, maybe that did, maybe that we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in it. Yeah, but I'm sure it brings it's brought up later or something like that. Yeah, something she's basically probably... talking about like how she's this, you know, she's asking him questions about the mm -hmm. incident that happened uh, and, you know, Peter says like, dude, it was, it was Harry's dad. It was Norman Osborne. He said so. And she's just like, uh-huh, sure. So <laughs> they continue this talk and she's basically just like, she's taking notes. Um, yeah, it's just, it's very odd. And he just basically at a certain point just goes, I'm going to go. This is fucking weird. I'm going to go. <laughs> And so he Being held by my own right. And he's like, no, you're free to leave. And he's like, okay, yeah, no. Cool. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And as he heads out, he runs into Liz oh, and yeah. he's like, you know, Hey, are you okay? She's like, I don't, I don't know. And she just heads into the room, which is again, why I'm thinking this is some kind of like social worker situation. I don't know, but she goes in and she's meeting with her right. anyway. Following the way, up on that, Liz Allen looking very classic. Liz Allen with the ponytail yes, and everything like the that. Ponytail that, and everything. Yeah, absolutely was, right. That was the. That's when I actually recognized. It, like, oh, hey, Liz. I'm like, oh yeah, that is Liz Allen. There it is. You know. And Original so, uh, Peter tries to chat with uh, with Mary, and Mary's not having any of it. So he goes back to continue his investigation, mm -hmm. and he figures out what the uh he figures out what kind of camera it is and alongside that finds a an instructional video right detailing <laughs> all of the security measures for the security <laughs> system and i'm like it should not be this easy yeah like you know you think a security system would have more security in the information that it keeps yeah than giving it think. away through like Hey, I'm very interested in your security system. Could you tell me how it works? Oh yeah, sure. Here's a vivid presentation of exactly <laughs> how to break in and how to how our entire system works, basically. Like yeah. holy shit. Again, so, pre-9-11. Yes. <laughs> so uh Peter finally comes up with a plan. He realizes that if the camera was on while he was, you know being assaulted and you know being demasked and thrown out the window by kingpin then there's got to be footage of him killing this guy 
with the Spider-Man mask on. So he's come up with a plan. He's going to get that footage. So he goes off into the night, enters into the control room, takes out the guard, like straight up demolishes this guy, puts his head through a monitor. I'm like, yo, Peter, like he's just doing his job, man. Exactly. Still figuring out his like Spidey strength. That's that's kind of what I was thinking, you know? So Peter is able to... uh, that guy's dead, by the way. Yeah, he's got to be. He's <laughs> able to uh, get what he needs to and escape, turning the power off. Um, and meanwhile, we get a quick uh, cutaway back to the enforcers who are dealing with the ramifications of having offed their boss. Right. Uh, Peter all drunk break and everything. Yeah. <laughs> They're like drinking and shit. Like, so what Peter have we done? Breaks man? in, is able to find the footage that he's looking for, but he doesn't. Sw- he swipes both the footage of his demasking as well as what we can assume is the footage of Kingpin killing Foswell. And so he takes the discs, but of course he is confronted by Electro and the Enforcers, which brings us to issue 12, the Smackdown, where it's Zappy Zaps, a whip, Two guns shoot, shoot, and a big old man punch, punch. with big old fists against <laughs> one little Spider-Man. <laughs> Zappy zaps, whip, whip, shoot, shoot, punch, punch, basically. there's That's a full D&D party right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you, oh, you, oh, hell yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You, oh, got my your, God. D, you got your DPS, you got your range, and you got a caster. You got a, you got a light cleric over here. You got your finesse fighter or finesse rogue i guess you could say that i i go as far to say as he's a ranger yeah there you go yeah very finesse ranger there you go we got a gunslinger uh like uh like a like uh well fancy dan like knew about the karate so he yeah. had to be a monk like can, can say monk with some you know some artillerist yes exactly and then you got like and then you got uh, a tank. uh your barbarian yeah, yeah you're, you're straight up barbarian straight up barbarian here yeah so uh, they so it's D D round two <laughs> and uh spider-man is sorry listeners we are like so like deep into like a campaign uh, like a season two of a campaign right now that we're so excited about right now and we just like yeah, we, we just kicked off campaign two of our characters this won't be the so, last of like these D references i'll tell you that we've got D on the brain this yeah. is what happens when malcolm isn't here yes exactly um, this is what we get away with somebody so, to keep the comic bookness in the comic books <laughs> so Ox finally gets a hand on uh, Peter's ankle and just use, starts using him as a fucking like battering ram. It just starts whipping him, him all over the place. He, like, yes, Hulk, yeah, exactly. So they defeat, they seemingly defeat Peter, but it is a feint. He is able to, if not defeat them, then evade them, takes out the enforcers, forces Electro to get up close, and then... Peter gets into the sprinkler system, gets this water flowing, throws Electro into the water. Do you want to do the scene? Because it's actually really good, actually, leading up to that moment. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want want this? I'll I'll do Electro. Oh, okay. You can do do the Spider-Man. So we'll we'll start with So If, So Electro. Uh, uh, Let's see. Are you... uh, Oh, oh, uh, is it like so as long as we have a moment to each other is that right 
Um, the one I've got, I'm like here, I'm on the guided view. Sorry, here, let me get to the page. Oh, 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 I see. I see. I so Electro, you. if that is indeed your real name. Yeah, there you All go. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, action. So Electro, if that is indeed your real name, when it comes down to, to it, you're kind of a one trick pony, huh? Get off me, you little weasel. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fry me like an egg. Smoke me like a salmon. You got a real food thing going on. You on one of those uh, Oprah diets or something? I hate you. So as long as we have this moment, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you, how'd you get these powers? None of your business. Come on, I'm just curious. Drop dead. You a mutant? Are you? I asked you first. Well, I'm not. Then how come, how, uh, then come on, how'd you get the powers? What do you care? I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of a science geek about this stuff. Uh, I'll tell you how I got mine. I'll tell you one thing, kiddo. After we take care of you, after we burn your idiot hiney alive, we're going to find out who you are. And we're going to find your family, all of them. And I'm personally going to fry them too. Every single one. Are you serious? Oh, I'm so serious. Wow. Well, then you certainly can't blame me for doing this. Shink. <laughs> and then he just kicks open this water tube and just chucks Electro into the water. Big old zap shorts him out. And Peter is able to escape. But before he does... He wakes up Ox and lets him know, hey, Kingpin's time is done. If you want to do the right thing, walk your butt over to the cops, FBI, or whatever, and you confess. Tell them everything because he's going bye-bye either way. And he heads out of there. But as, as he's making his way to the exit, he's confronted one last time by the Kingpin. And oh, we are going to do this one as well. Because this scene is yeah. too good not to not to do. So Peter's running up to the exit and he hears, but there is no way in this world that you will leave here alive. Who are you working for? You're you're right. You don't know me. You don't know any of you don't know what I'm doing. Wait, hold on. Don't say you don't you don't know me. You don't know why I'm doing this. And I promised myself that I, if I ever had to, a moment face to face with you again, that I would tell you. There are all kinds of things I wanted to say to you and I was afraid I was going to forget to say them. And I really wanted to remember to tell you these things because they are really important to me. Okay, here goes. And he pulls out <laughs> notes. He pulls out a bunch of pieces of paper. You are so fat. That when you cut yourself shaving, <laughs> he pulls out these notes and he starts to just all of these fat jokes. When you cut yourself shaving, marshmallow fluff comes out. No? Okay. <laughs> How about this one? You are so fat that your high school yearbook photo was taken from a helicopter. Uh, oof, tough room. Okay. How about uh, you're so fat and when you get on a scale, it says one at a time. And Kingpin <laughs> loses his shit. 
He just goes after him. <laughs> he busts him. out of his shirt, too. He busts yeah. out of his shirt, which does not help his case. <laughs> and Spider-Man just continues with the jokes. He's like, your belly button makes an echo. If you were a truck, you would have a wide load sign. When you back up, we can hear a beeping sound. Like So good. <laughs> so, like, this is pure, like, Spider-Man. And yeah. I really, really dig it. And so uh, Peter webs up uh kingpin because he knows that he's fighting smarter not harder he's yeah. offset yeah. kingpin and he's catching him off guard and he's not able and he knows that he can't outmatch him but all he has to do is delay him and when kingpin frees himself he finds that spidey has escaped and so peter's able to find the footage of kingpin killing foswell and sends it to who else fashion icon Ben Yurick. <laughs> oh my God. Ben Yurick, man. Just Good the old. absolute Chad. He is the alpha. The, of, the absolute Chad. He is the alpha of the Daily Bugle. Also, I and noticed so, something that uh, Peter and him have, which is this eight ball on top of like the computer. Oh, it's, yes. it's a, yeah, yeah. Like Ben Yurick also has that, but uh, Peter has that in his like bedroom as well. I just like, I just, I don't know why, but. That's a good there was, pull. There, there was something there's something about like having an eight ball in the early 2000s that that just like hit me. Like, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I had one. <laughs> we, That's all had one. Mean. we all yeah. had one. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Yurik brings his findings to JJ. Uh, Peter gives Mary a call and says, uh, hey, will you come over? You know, I have, I have something really important to tell you. And I was not prepared for what comes next. Before we get there, uh, we see that uh, Kingpin has run aground. He is He's on the, the run country. now. Yeah. Um, headline says, American Kingpin of crime caught red-handed on tape, whereabouts unknown. So he has escaped and is on the run for now. For now. Which brings us to the final issue of this volume, issue 13, The Conversation. Uh, Peter is talking to Mary Jane and he tells her that he's spider-man he i was her. not ready for this yeah i did like, not think they were going to make this choice um holy shit like holy shit yeah. right out of the gate we're only in volume two and already he has told her that he's spider-man and she doesn't believe him oh yeah like she like anybody would you know <laughs> falls over laughing and he like literally falls over just great panel loses her shoe and he's like, <laughs> okay, cool. So he just hops up onto the wall. And just, it's supposed to be like this incredible moment. He does a tumble up onto the ceiling and he's like, hey, you okay? And she starts screaming because she is terrified. <laughs> and I love this. So it's so funny. good. It's so good. Peter it's, hops down. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, and all of a sudden, uh we hear on the other side of the door what's, what's going on up there <laughs> nothing aunt may i don't want any hanky panky up there we're studying i mean it we're studying yeah and i'm and i'm Kara. what's it what's it's katie couric katie couric yeah <laughs> just so funny <laughs> and the two of them have the conversation he talks about like hey that spider bit me and i love that she didn't put it together yeah. You know what I mean? She's as smart as she is, you know, she he had to 
like fully like the spider. <laughs> it bit me. Remember the spider? And she's just still having this blank face and like the spider bit me. And then it finally cuts that flashback. Yeah, the flashback that shows the spider landing on her, which Malcolm said is important, and I still yeah. don't know why. I don't know why maybe either. Maybe he'll tell us. Probably. Um, or we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's so nothing. So he kind of explains it to her, like, this was the situation. This is what happened. Um, and she's like, no, this is so cool. It's like, dude, everybody loves you. You're a rock like, star. You're a rock you know? star. And he's like, no, no, no. You cannot tell anybody. I mean it. You cannot tell anybody. And she's like, okay, fine. You got to take me swinging around. He's like, no. And it immediately <laughs> it reminded me of fucking uh, William. Mark, Mark yeah. and William. Mark and William, yeah. Same energy. <laughs> same, same energy. Same energy, exactly. It was so, so funny. Um, and she is immediately, you can tell something, a switch is flipped with her. Yeah. Because she's like, like she totally finds him way more attractive now. Yeah, like, she's oh, super man. into him. Like the bottom that. panel where he like she's like grabbing onto his shirt. I was just like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna bang right here and now. <laughs> That's exactly Aunt May is gonna be like, and it's fun, and on? it's funny because the way that it's and I didn't pick up on it the first time I read this, but she's just like, oh, this is so cool. She's jumping up and down on the bed, causing <laughs> yeah. it to squeak. Like yeah. she's <laughs> just like so excited. She's like, exactly. oh, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> and then. She's like, stop. He basically stop tells it, her, man. like, look, like, I can't tell anybody. Like, this is this is a big deal. Like, I'm a 15-year-old from Queens. They might want to like take me away. And he's like, I told you because you're my best friend. And I wanted you to know why I was always blowing you off. And she like takes the moment. They have this really like wholesome little smile. And she just goes, and and to think I thought you were just gonna kiss me. And he's uh. like, What? you thought i was gonna kiss you she's like i cannot believe i said that out loud and <laughs> yes. then we get this nice thing we see the two of them slowly leaning in yeah where he's where she's just like uh she's wanna, like you know do you, do you know that was before <laughs> no she's like i she's like i have a you know i have a pretty strict no superhero rule so you know i'm and then she's like, I'm joking. And then they lean in and she whispers the line. Yes. She says, face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. jackpot. And then like instant boner. Like knock on the door oh, man. right before they're supposed to kiss. And he's just like, what? Oh. Phone. He's like, the phone. It's Mary's mom. And Peter's like, I didn't hear the phone ring. She's like, it didn't. I called her. Total <laughs> mom move. Yes. Oh my god. She answers the phone. She's like, hello, mom. No, we weren't. We were not. No, we were studying. She's like, what? It's 4:30 in the afternoon. What? Oh, come it's on. 40. We're in the middle of something important. And she's just like, I gotta go home and empty the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's amazing. Oh man. Oh, good thing. And and yeah, like May's just like, I'm just pray you two are being safe and they're like oh my god <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> like, i can't believe you just said that <laughs> yeah yeah it's like I, our clothes are completely go. on like just so good yeah. you heard me and there's and there's this great moment where he's like you know are you gonna call me she's like oh you better believe it just a really nice moment and then mm -hmm. we also get a really nice moment with may where mm -hmm. he's just like i cannot believe you just said that out loud in front of her we haven't even done anything remotely 
And she's just like, I love what she's giving him here. the mom talk. Yeah, yeah. Your uncle Ben had a saying. He said, if you were too young not to know not to be up to shenanigans in your parents' house, you were too young to be up to shenanigans. And, and she's, <laughs> he's just like, we weren't doing anything. And she's like, do you know about it? What? Do you know about? He's like, oh God, please stop talking. <laughs> it's like, we've had cable since I was born. Yes, I know. Uncle Ben told me. It's like, he did? He it's did. like, okay, then. Yeah. He told you about the, oh, please, I'm begging you, please stop. <laughs> it's like, all right, but no hanky panky in the house. It's like, yes. Oh, man. And then they have this, again, this really nice moment where she's like, she's a special girl. She says, I know. It's like, I like her. Me too. And she says, you know, your parents met in high school. Just, oh, yeah. just a nice, just a wonderful moment. The yeah. most wonderful moment. And then Peter just, after she closes the door, he just lays back. And the feeling of elation is, yeah. oh, man, and, what a great issue. It might, and, and you know, like right after that next page, she, he was just going to furiously masturbate. Just <laughs> stop. Like he just missed that. opportunity. Uh, That's totally what a 15 year old would do. Get out of here. <laughs> I was just about to say how this was my favorite issue so far. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, this was a wonderful, wonderful volume. Yeah. Uh, this is exactly what I was hoping the first volume was going to be. Like right. telling okay. these stories, giving us something. Cause it's, you know, it we know like we know these characters. Yeah. We know Aunt May. We know Mary Jane. We know the Enforcers. We know Kingpin. But presenting them in a way that, at least for me, they haven't been presented before, and the presentation of them was everything. And I think right. it really, really sung here. This yeah, is, this is kind of the moment. And specifically, I mean, of course, having two slots of my top five villains in spider-man history and this <laughs> helps tremendously but also just giving us something like that final issue like issue 13 yeah just makes this whole volume sing wonderful wonderful stuff oh and that is malcolm malcolm's finally calling in i hope he's feeling better uh so as we're wrapping up here talking about what we loved from the uh from the volume and our favorite things about it let's go ahead and turn things over to malcolm giving a call in malcolm how are you feeling buddy and uh what did you think of the volume that we read this week hey everybody it's uh malcolm uh sorry for the noisiness outside it's uh i i literally just got out of the hospital i just got discharged out of the hospital I, spider bite really really messed me up man but i feel I feel really good now like, I feel, like, really good now. Like, it's weird. I, I, I don't know. But a anyway, uh, so, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 2. I uh, just wanted to talk about that real quick, give you my thoughts. Uh, I love this volume, man. It's It's got sentimental value to me, which I'll get to in a second, but I love this volume. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Um, I love that it's really about Peter just going in and being like, hey, we got to take care of business. It's Peter solving problems, you know. It's him going in and saying, hey, we got to solve something. Okay, crime is an issue. Crime is what killed Uncle Ben. What am I going to do about that? Who's responsible? Let's take him down. Like, I, I love that that's his first, like, mission as Spider-Man is really just that. I think that's so cool. Um, I think that it's got the coolest redesign for Electro. It's still not the best with Electro design because I think Electro's original costume is one of the best costumes in comics. 
Uh, the giant starfish is fucking awesome. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but it's got one of the best, like, redesigns. I love the, like, lightning bolt shirt. I think it's so cool. And if I could get one, I totally would. Uh, it's just so primo. Um, I love that it has the Enforcers in it. This is kind of where I grew to love the Enforcers was Ultimate Spider-Man, actually. Um, they show up, uh, again. That's all I'll say. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's not the last we've seen of the Enforcers. But I, I love the characterizations for those characters. And they feel like, they feel like real Bendis-y characters. I'm not gonna lie. Like, their their conversations and stuff feel real bendacy but i love them and i love that like electra's just working with them uh nice little nod to electra also when kingpin calls him electra and kingpin kingpin holy crap he's so cool in this he's so scary like massive i love the the best thing about peter being like young in this book is that like everything is a massive threat to him like and kingpin is a massive threat physically like he's four five eight times the size of peter which i think is so cool uh, like I love it, man. Um, listen, it's it's not it's not very chill. It's kind of mean, but uh, I love the bit at the end with the with the I. You know what? You don't know who I am, and you you've done stuff. And I wrote down everything that I wanted to say to you just in case I forgot. And then he starts razzing him. Like, I think that's such a funny bit. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but the thing I really wanted to talk about with this volume that I love the most, like absolutely love the most, I think it's the best thing, uh, issue 13. So issue 13 is the last chapter of this. It's Peter telling Mary Jane uh, that he's Spider-Man. And that is the first Ultimate Spider-Man book that I read. Uh, so flashback to many, many years ago when this book is coming out, uh, my local library started getting in single issues as well as trade paperbacks so uh i go to my local library uh this is me starting to read comics a little more heavily you know just getting stuff at the library like uh you know 11 year old wood or 10 year old 11 year old wood um and one of the first single issues that they had gotten was one of those was an ultimate spider-man 13 and i i i grabbed it because i thought the cover looked really cool like i loved the look of uh the like hand balling up like the mask i thought it just looked super cool um i was like oh i wonder what that's about and i read it and i think it's it's to this day maybe still my favorite single issue of all time i i think it's such a perfect perfect conversation just the way that it goes i think it works so well the we talked about this a little bit last week, but Bendis is very much of the screenplay school. And this one plays out very much like a screenplay would. It feels like a screenplay or honestly a play, like a stage play. It's, you know, it, this could be a perfect play. It's very, very chill. It's, for the most part, two people in one room having a conversation. And I, I think it's so beautiful, just the reactions and everything, you know, uh, Mary Jane not believing it. And then Peter having to walk on the walls and her freaking out uh, down to the Aunt May stuff is really good, too. Her thinking that they're bone. <laughs> like if you're if you're not old enough to know what it is you're not old enough to do it like it's super funny uh and leads into the really good like you know birds and the bees bit uh but yeah i i think it's i think it's just one of the best issues this like i said it's my favorite issue of the whole run that was the issue that like i said it was the first one i read and i decided that moment like okay i gotta read i i gotta read the rest of this like this is number 13. I got to read one through 12. I got to read this book. Like, and I knew anytime I saw ultimate Spider-Man, it was going to be something that was for me. Um, 
it, it's it's my favorite issue of the run. Like I said, it's probably my favorite single issue of all time. It's the one that I got signed by Bagley personally. Um, you know, last week I mentioned that I had like a signed copy of Ultimate Spider-Man 1. It was like a Dynamic Forces one. But I got my Ultimate Spider-Man 13 signed by Bagley personally. And I, I went up to him and at this con that I went to and... Uh, he was he was doodling something that I knew he was gonna be there, so I had brought it from there with me. This was this was only a couple years ago, uh, but I brought it with me, and he was doodling something on his paper. There was no one else there. He's doodling, and I was like, "Excuse me, Mister Bagley." And he's like, "Hang on a second. I was like, "Oh, oh no!" And I was like so bummed that like Mark Bagley had yelled at me because Mark Bagley is like my second favorite Spider Man artist, man. Like I think I think he's so freaking good at drawing Spider Man. I was like, "Oh man, my, my Spider Man guy just yelled at me. This sucks." Uh, and then like he finished doodling his thing, and I was like, "Okay, what do you got?" And I was like, "Oh, I was just wondering if you could sign this issue for me." He's like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, sure, I can do that." So he wrote like two Malcolm from Mark Bagley on there, and uh, I was telling him a little bit of like, you know, this is the book that got me into comics like this series but honestly it's this issue this issue is the one that really got me heavily into comics like this was this this one changed my life i wouldn't be who i was then i wouldn't be who i am now i wouldn't have anything that i have now if it wasn't for ultimate spider-man 13 so i really just wanted to talk about that for a minute or two um realize i've gone on for a bit so i'm going to stop uh the there's a lot of police coming i, I don't know if maybe i'm on the run i'm almost home and there's a lot of police heading up here so I don't know. I hope my aunt and uncle are okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go check out and see what's going on with that. So, uh, until next week, Spidey Gang, later. Oh, man. Hope everything's okay. I mean, I'm glad he's feeling better, but that sounds a little dicey. And, uh, again, hopefully he will rest up, be back with us soon. Spider bites are no joke. No, yeah, that, that giant tarantula. like He uh, said it was like the size of his head. Seriously. But anyway... Uh, spider bites aside jacob what was your favorite moment in this book and what did you think about the volume overall uh you you know um uh this this last issue is very very sweet um uh it's it's my second favorite part uh my favorite part is that moment um at the gala of Peter landing on the mirror and just <laughs> sliding wipe on the way out of that. Cause uh, that was just a completely cartoon moment that I just can totally see happening. Like to any live action Spider-Man or animated Spider-Man. Um, I'm pretty sure it's been done before in one of the, one of the cartoons before, but that this <laughs> seeing it on this, in this comic was really funny to me. Like um, that was my favorite part of this. Um this volume in whole is just um, this volume is what I see as a blueprint for the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. How interesting. Yeah. I, I, I totally can see this being this be like Kingpin being the focus as a, a good starter restart focus for, for that particular Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, spoilers for anyone who didn't, you know, see no way home um but uh yeah exactly or hawkeye uh just just because you know like matt murdoch was introduced in no way home this felt this felt like oh well if anything this feels like the next step is him taking taking on kingpin and possibly having daredevil guest starring in that film but like definitely the enforcers being a big thing in this movie, uh, like th- this Give me more enforcers. Yeah, exactly. Same here. You know, like it makes absolute sense that they should be in Spider-Man's world more uh, between 
that and um, Electra too, being a part of that. I was just like, you know, this, this is a great way to like introduce whatever Tom Holland's universe of Electra would be, you know, or uh, wh- whatever, uh, whatever kind of villain that you want to be kind of like in charge of the enforcers or so. Uh, yeah, this, like I said, this is like, the, uh, this is very much a blueprint for what I can see being in it, definitely in a future of Spider-Man movie. Um, this also was a prominent issue that I, uh, I remember because of um, I was telling uh, Eric this off off mic was like I I always remember this volume because of the the, the menacing uh, kingpin over behind Spider Man's back of just these huge hands about to just clamp over him and it was just this this is the first time I like really took uh, kingpin actually seriously scary um, like a like a like a horror villain. Um, but yeah, this is uh, yeah, I can totally understand like this should have been like volume one and then the, the what was volume one should have been volume two introducing the goblin and everything like that is this 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 definitely like um, this is definitely like the beginnings of Peter Parker. This is the uh, of Spider-Man finding out um, how to merge his cleverness as Peter Parker with his Spider-Man, not, not thinking that he has to be a completely different person when he is Spider-Man, you know, yeah. in order to not, uh, in order to not to give up his secret identity. But um, like one of the things he said in this, in this volume was like, you know, I, I'm, I have to learn to merge my, my, my smarts, my book smarts and what I know with Spidey, because like, it's going to get me killed if I don't take those instincts that I've already learned and apply them to this character. You know, it's, right. um, uh, it's just, uh, he, he could have been dead. Yeah. Like numerous yeah. times through this volume. Um, so yeah, I, this was a great volume, a great intro to intro to like Wilson Fist, the Kingpin, all these other oh, villains yeah. and everything. And, you know, wow. Like, straight up telling Mary Jane that whole last issue, just, just, just to confess everything to her. And now she knows for the rest of the run of this. So cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I totally agree with you. Like I, I have a soft spot for when superheroes fight organized crime. It's just Mm -hmm. something that I've always like, I love characters like Tombstone. I love characters like Kingpin. I love characters like the Enforcers because they are villains. Big man. Oh yeah. Yeah, Big man. Like, oh my God. They're they're villains and they're characters that you could see out in the real world that may not in the real world have somebody who can, you know, hold them to justice. But in comic books and in fiction, you do have it there are characters who can fight injustice in that way. And so yeah. I've, I loved this volume. I thought it was a stunning rebound from me not super enjoying the first volume. Yeah. Um, you got enforcers, <laughs> you got fashion icon of the week, the shocker. Yeah. Like it's, it's a great, great, great volume. Uh, favorite moment is that last issue. I love the conversation between him and Mary Jane. I love how it sets up the joke with him and Aunt May. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of, and I talked about, you know, last week how I'm, I'm a little burned out of, you know, high school Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still feel that way. But this was a little bit more palatable for me yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it because it felt again different from what we're used to getting so all in all love this volume cannot wait to uh pick up the next volume which yeah. will be next week next yes. week we're diving into volume three entitled double trouble 
And I am looking at the cover to this right now and I'm getting very excited. The synopsis goes like this. Yes. Spider-Man must contend with the tentacled madman known as Doc Ock. Or suffer at the many hands of one of his greatest enemies. Discover Otto Octavius's dark transformation here. We're getting Doc Ock, baby. Getting Doc Ock. I'm ready for this. So this is going to be issues 14 through 21. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing I don't love about these volumes is that like the numbers vary so much. Like last week it was seven issues. This week it's six. Next week it's eight issues. Yeah, yeah. So um, all in all, though, very excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Ultimate Doc Ock. We got a little little hint of him in the first volume, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to see that developed further. See what um, happens to him after that um, explosion that, ca- yeah. uh, that created Norman Osborn, you know? So Yeah, yeah. we're going to find out what happened there. So yeah. tune in. For that next week in a brand new session of the Geek Explained Book Club. But for now, for Geek Explained, I have been Eric Azana. I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. See you soon, webheads. <laughs>